all those rock and roll weirdos, the people that used to make life so much fun, sex and drugs and rock and roll. It'd be nice to, um, hang on, this looks interesting. Welcome to Rock and Roll Weirdos. This is episode three with special guest Nick, Nick from Echo Park. Nick, hey. there, come and call her. Coming in from Auckland, New Zealand. The other side of the world. Literally. The man himself. Nick, thank you so much, man. I really appreciate you doing uh, doing the podcast. No, I appreciate you asking me. This is really cool. I've uh, I've listened to the podcast, and um, yeah, like I said, I was really stoked when uh, when you asked me to do it. This is cool. <laughs> awesome, man. I was like, man, Nick, you're one of the few. You know, I feel like you're you're going to be like in my head. I'm like, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I feel like I was like, this is very, this is very cool. I'm I'm uh, flying the flag down under. Oh, sweet. Thanks, yes. man. We really appreciate it. We love that. Um. So I guess I, I just to give you some background, you know, obviously I reached out to you because um, so Abby and I were back in New Zealand in this past February um, and, you know, lo and behold, while we were there, um, I was about to say C4 or Juice. I don't even think they exist anymore. Um, you know, we turned on the music channel and um, it was Echo Park with um, False Embrace and Fantastic. it was i just it was just came on and like we'd been watching other stuff and i was like it was just like kind of cool just to i felt like i was getting real like quick up to speed with you know new zealand music and i was really enjoying like everything but and then you guys came on and i was just like i was like man i think i instantly like saw the video and then you know started following you guys and then you know went on spotify and and paul was like we gotta find out their address <laughs> We're going to show up there. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to turn up. Um, Should have done it. Yeah. Do I know, it next right? time. Next time. Yeah. We'll do it next time. Have some, yeah. have a few cups of tea and, you know, yeah. biscuits. Um, and yeah, Nick, so we, you know, we were really, really blown away. And um, I, I guess just, you know, it's, it's a long question, but um, do, do you want to just, um, just tell us a little bit about Echo Park and, and and kind of you know your role. I, I kind of read that you know you've you've been there for a good uh, what is it like ten years or over ten years? Yeah, yeah, 10, 11, 10, 11 years, probably coming up eleven years. So um yeah, I grew up just like a, a quick background. I grew up in Te Awamudu in the Waikato. Um, for all the uh, the US listeners, that's uh, Tiamudu is is known for where the Finn brothers came from. Yeah, Abby, so, Neil Finn. Oh, from Crowded House. Love it. Yeah, um, Abby is such yeah. a big fan. I put her onto Crowded House, and yeah, I I just actually I I feel like I've been really like spreading the word and like I they're on my playlist now. Um, and even I so I'm a makeup artist. I have a makeup studio here. And now I have yeah. clients who are like, oh, what is this like mix? And it's just uh, it's like the most random playlist. It's called my fuck yes playlist. And every <laughs> every song on it is like a song. You know, when a song comes on and you're like, fuck, yes, I love this song. Fuck yes. It's yeah. just filled with those and uh, a yeah. ton of crowded house on there. And uh, one of my uh, stylists who works for me, who I also uh, is also like assists me in the studio with like office stuff, whatever. Um, She's now obsessed with them. And I'm like, she's like Puerto Rican from the Bronx. 
And she's like, yeah, I was doing my friend's hair. And uh, she she loves this. She loves this band, too. They're so good. She's like, I told her they're from New Zealand, blah, blah, blah. I was like dying. I love it. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah, it's crazy. I saw um, when I was about seven years old, so 96, I um, I saw them on TV. They did this big farewell to the world concert outside the Sydney Opera House. Yeah. And Mm. my and I just thought it was the coolest thing. I was like, look at all these people and like this like rock and roll band. And then uh, my mum was like, oh, I went to school with him. And I was like, no, you didn't. Like, 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 how does anyone from Tiamuru end up on TV? And obviously she was she was right. And that's really how I got into playing was um, I really engaged with the drummer, um, Paul Hester. I thought he was fantastic. And uh, next thing I'm hitting pillows and, and learning drums. So wow. I'm, I'm from a small country town and I moved to Auckland, yeah, about 12 years ago um, after playing in bands down home for a long time and um when i moved up here i was playing with a a couple of different people and then one of them um, his name was johnny love he was moving home to the uk and said well sorry you're out of a gig but my friend joe needs a drummer in his band echo park and i'd actually funnily enough seen echo park on tv us uh echo park on tv the same way you did oh wow um but before i was in the band and i thought they were pretty cool so um (laughs) i uh got a chance to go jam with the band and uh got the gig and nice. I'm still here so it's um it's been an amazing ride and we're we sort of in a way feel like we're just getting started like we're really excited for everything that's coming out and all the stuff that hasn't been written yet we're excited to do that as well i love it that's amazing what a cool story were you nervous so like when you went to play with them for the first time because you had seen them on tv were you like shitting your pants before the first time you guys played together yeah kind of i mean i knew <laughs> I, knew, I knew a couple of songs i hadn't met anyone yet and um but i think what helped me relax a bit is um they were actually getting a new like they needed a new rhythm section so the bass player it was actually only his second jam with the band oh okay so oh. i sort of felt at ease in that okay there's kind of two of us in a similar situation here so um, definitely and we got along great and uh yeah it was it was really fun it was also at a studio i don't know if you remember it um paul called studio 203 on simon street um oh my gosh and, that and, sounds really familiar andrew, yeah andrew buckton producer used to run that studio and we did it at his studio so it was really the only studio i knew in auckland was oh, wow. where we did our rehearsal so i was kind of comfortable in that sense oh, as well. nice yeah um but yeah man it's it seems like an entire that's like a different life ago now you know it's (laughs) like we've we've done a lot since then and um you know we've got a had a had a few different member changes and things but we're uh yeah we're in a really good spot and uh yeah it's great dude that's what a great that's a great story man wow did um and had you been i remember you said so you had started well you were inspired to play the drums when you're about seven did you Mm. so like when did you get kind of serious about it was it like kind of teens kind of thing or did did you kind of start kind of super young yeah i just um really i just whacked like whacked away on pillows for ages and then (laughs) i think about a year afterwards my folks were just like well i guess he's not stopping so i got a drum (laughs) for christmas and um 
Yeah, and so then really, I mean, being in a small town, like I didn't have lessons or anything. My older brother, he he played drums, so um, he lives in the South Island, but he'd sort of show me things from time to time. But really, I just put on songs and just played along and tried to figure it out. Um, and then when I got to high school or college, I um I needed to get some lessons because I wanted to play in like the school bands and things. And yeah. so to do that, I needed to be able to read a little bit of music and understand what was actually going on. So um, yeah, I guess I've, I always took it seriously, but it would have been, you know, when I was 13 or 14, that's when I started a like a punk rock band and, you know, really wanted to take over the world as a 14 year old. <laughs> that's awesome. I feel like that sounds, yeah. that sounds like the correct age. 14 yeah. like yeah. that's I feel like I was like when I started playing guitar like 13 14 I was like I'm gonna yeah. be better than the boys <laughs> yeah you <laughs> showed him yeah. I did I mean you'd also know you'd also know from from around that period sorry man that's when like um c4 tv which was like massive huge and, yeah it was yeah. such an amazing time and um so you know, there was bands like yourself, Goodnight Nurse, and Alamino P, and 48 May, and yeah. The Bleeds. And it was like, we had these like local heroes, you know? Yeah. And so as a 14 year old, that was that was massive. And then, um, yeah, sort of really inspirational around that time as well. So I felt like there was a lot of bands up and coming around that time that were inspired by that. And um, I actually played a show a little while ago with a we played with a band called Ridden by Wolves, oh. um, which uh, Michael Murphy is in that band. Do you remember Michael Murphy? Yeah, he, yeah, uh, Michael Murphy. Yeah, Michael Murphy, and um, from uh, he'll he'll hate me saying this, but from New Zealand Idol. That's right. Yeah, New Zealand <laughs> yeah. Idol. Yeah. Oh, actually, no, he takes pride in that. Actually, it's all good. Um, but the guitarist in that band, his name's Davey, and he used to play in a band called False Start. And oh, I from know around Dave. that time. Yeah. yeah man so we realized when we played the show a few months ago we've actually been playing gigs together for 18 years <laughs> wow but in different bands so it's really cool that from that age and from that time in new zealand music sparked like a lot of musicians who still play together you know it's really cool that is that is awesome and i feel like you really summed it up like i you know i remember that yeah i remember that time with like c4 and like juice tv and um it was such a cool time and i feel like sorry not to just put the spotlight on me for a sec but it was i i felt like it was there was just this electricity throughout the the new zealand music scene and it was just like i just remember it was just like i've told abby this and and from you know looking at it from an american kind of perspective they don't really have um, you know, hopefully these just still these programs are still you know available in New Zealand, but they don't have anything like that in America. But you know, I was telling Abby like with Goodnight Nurse, like the way we got, you know, the way we kind of really got started was getting um, a recording grant from like New Zealand on air, and mm-hmm. you know they give you five grand, you know you record a record a single, and then you can apply for the, you know, and this is more me explaining to Abby, not you, just so you're probably like, I know this, but like, um, you know, and then you could then, so just say then you finally have a radio quality song, you can submit to radio and then you could get a five grand like video grant, you know, saying, you know, having said that, it's probably not 
a ton of money for a music video, but like you could, you know, like you could um, really seek out directors and, you know, there was always people that, are, you know, they would, I'll make it work for five grand, you know, like. Um, yes. That's, that's more than I ever had in budget for so, a and, video. So. And just to, Abby, just to, because to reference that with America, I mean, that was one, and, and I feel like that, gave us such a boost and i feel like the other bands that we were with were, were getting the same thing and it was this amazing way to just kind of be elevated um through big time you know through with, with funding because we were all broke i mean we didn't have any yeah. money you know like we're just like you know the food town coupons you know like we were just like kind of bones of your ass kind of thing um, but Abby, how about in? Uh, I mean, in America, there's there's nothing like that, right? In terms of you know, there's the gov. I mean, definitely no. not the government. You know, <clears throat> no, I feel like there's probably there's like songwriting contests and stuff like that where you can win some money and stuff. But I, it's just, I feel like the scale is so large here that it's just like almost impossible. You know what I mean? Like, you probably have like yeah. like a, like a million bands, you know, apply or something. Not yeah, but I feel like that like reminds me of like you guys also like your health care you guys you know like here health insurance is like that was the first thing that came to my mind as soon as you said grant i'm like oh my god that's amazing i'm like and they like get health care for free you know like it's included mm -hmm. in your life like that's amazing we don't have yeah. that um here it's, it's a uh, lot harder here it's yeah crazy <laughs> i found that I out after i moved here <laughs> I know. <laughs> I feel like every time I talk to Paul about like those kinds of things, I'm just like, America's crazy. Like it, there's, they're not really very helpful for people. Like the, it's like you really have to be like the best of the best. You know, like it's just everyone is fighting each other just to clamber into any kind of spot. You know. Yeah. It's in um, New Zealand, so small. It's like it's like small town vibes but for a whole country like everyone's trying you know yeah. we try to help each other out a lot yeah. and it's like a community vibe so the new zealand on air funding thing's amazing and like um they now do funding for producers so producers can get funding to now work with artists no way um, That's so which obviously cool. then helps artists out in another way um uh the new zealand music commission helped with funding for touring overseas so we did a tour in um uh, in Italy a few years ago, cause we, we had a song do really well on the radio over there. And so they supported us, like helped us get over to do that tour as well. Um, wow. so yeah, That's it's amazing. Incredible. Yeah. It's so, so cool. So we feel really lucky and, um, yeah, we've been lucky New Zealand on air have supported us on a bunch of songs over the years. And, you know, that also helps with things like they then have pluggers who then will go into the radio stations and, and push your songs um, to them as well. Like if you get funding or get on like the New Zealand on air um, disc, you know, hit disc that goes in. Yeah. It's changed. Its name, but is that it, it still there? I'm like, what is it now? Yeah. It's on a flash drive or something? Or it's a Dropbox link or something? <laughs> yeah. Or is it so. still a CD? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I think it's just a, it might be a playlist. I, I uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not a playlist. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, or it gets sent out to something the station. Something like that. So. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm just I'm grateful to be on it. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. So, no, it's, it's awesome. So we feel very lucky, man. It's great. <laughs> this is this is educational. It is. It reminds yeah. me of like I feel like how it like the the old days used to be here. Like with, when you mentioned the like pluggers for radio, like that used to be a thing. I feel like that's now. I feel like just the uh, labels kind of 
run radio and it's like the same at least like mainstream radio it's like the same like 20 songs just being played over and over so we we have i mean just on that i mean similar sort of conversation is Mm -hmm. uh a lot of the radio stations will have new zealand segments so they'll be like you, you might get your song on like uh the the kiwi track of the week type thing and that's then they'll so like so cool and you get like a like a little introduction beforehand so you can be like hey this is nick from echo park and check out our new song and they play it and then you know if it goes all right you get playlisted after that but yeah they're always doing what they can to give kiwi artists a, a good boost which is great that's amazing that's so cool i remember we had well i think i thought i read that nick did it go away like wasn't it like kiwi fm did that like close yeah kiwi fm uh yeah it did go away unfortunately yeah because that was all news that was like all new zealand music right i'm trying to remember now yeah it's just 100 percent kiwi music it was like a abby it was like a radio station it was just all new zealand music it was like amazing yeah i mean it's so funny like i remember I remember growing up, like as a kid, and obviously, yeah, you had the crowded houses and, um, you know, the big kind of bands. But there was it was always that feeling like New Zealand music was, you know, or like, yeah, it was just. I feel like it just. I don't think stigma is the right word. I, I'm I'm forgetting the 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 word, but there, there was just kind of it was kind of just an association of oh, New Zealand music, it's not as good as you know international music and it's a little it, it seemed like that and i and it was just so cool to like um just to kind of witness and in a very very small way be part of you know this kind of like revolution of new zealand music where it was like people were loving the local bands like just as much as like the international bands yeah. and uh it was just awesome and like you said nick like you know you just meet people and 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 gigs and i remember always like either playing or just going to gigs and like you just see the same you know or the same people like meeting new people and networking and it was really just it was just like so special like it's i you know i still think back to that fondly and it's it's so cool to hear that it sounds like that kind of um you know that environment is still you know still there somewhat yeah and and now we've got like kiwi bands playing stadiums you know it's incredible i mean wow i i feel like joel opened the door a lot internationally with lord you know that, that was must amazing have been crazy being that yeah because i was here so it was like i got it as more of a um you know just like oh here's this kind of here's but like that must have been crazy being in new zealand when that hit and it was just yeah like, it was like suddenly new, new zealand was really like obviously new zealand was you know on the world stage already with with you know lots of stuff yeah but yeah it was incredible Joel from goodnight nurses at the grammys <laughs> i remember watching that i was like I, I almost couldn't believe it i was just watching i'm like but that's that's my friend joel that's my buddy, that's my buddy. Yeah. you know like i was like yeah. what but what's he what's he doing up there you know wait he got the award like He's winning a grammy it was so cool <laughs> uh you know it, it was just like i feel like my mind couldn't really couldn't put it in, into place because i'm like wait a minute we just would be hanging out in like Ponsonby Pies in Auckland and like, you know, we were rehearsing in our like front room and I remember like neighbors complaining and, you know, it was, just, I feel like it's just, and it was so awesome. And obviously like what a talented guy, you know, and, and Jaden, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, you know, and, and we, we saw them when we were back in uh, February, we, um, yeah. 
we we kind of all met up and we we um we played um we you know we played a private kind of um gig at um, Big Fan for the Joel's um, 40th birthday. And, oh, awesome. and it was, it was so cool. You know, like it was so funny. We so we, much fun. We kind of just picked up where we left off. It was so funny though. Cause I had to, you know, I've always kept the, kept up with the bass and, and I always, you know, just bust out a good night nurse song. And, um, it was so funny though, going back and having to play them live again. It had been like 16 years since we'd all, the last Man, time we'd for- played together was like the big day out, like January, 2007. So it was, it was so crazy how like so much time had passed, but when we were just like playing together, it felt like no time had passed. It was just like, it was so surreal. I, I, you know, you'd kind of just go back into that autopilot and I never, I never thought, I never in my wildest dreams thought Abby would be at a good night nurse gig because I would, I told, you know, I told her about the band and stuff. No, it was yeah. so cool to like see it in um in like real life because um when me and Paul first met like what did we say is that 12 years ago we first met um 2011 Yeah, that was like 12 years. Yeah. He was like I played the bass. I was in a band and I was just like, oh fuck, everyone's in a band. Leave me alone, you know? Like Wait, that wasn't the first thing I said to you. Like I, I know, but two- like I think the first time we like hung out, I went to your apartment and you started playing the bass and I was like, are you trying to impress me? That's like corny. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. I remember it not going down as well as I thought and I was just like, huh. I really miscalculated this. But it was so- I had I had more work to be done to impress Abby with music. And and and, and I mean of course I have to meet somebody who's equally uh, um, Abby is just a musical genius herself, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of like it's like going up to somebody that's already really good at music. Hey, I play the bass. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it wasn't my finest hour. I, I mean, I, I'm sure we had a few drinks or something, but um, we had more than a few. Out. Yeah, it all worked out. It all, that's it the did. thing. It all worked out in the end. It did. There were there were so many times that Paul tried to sabotage it and it just worked out so um but it was really cool to be in new zealand and see everyone like i feel like paul paul started by like he came to see he used to see my band play all the time and he would like come to shows and like stand in the corner by himself and everyone be like who's that weird dude and i'm like oh this guy <laughs> what a great what a what a great way to describe your husband hey yeah that he would come along people would but be that like, was before that you were my husband no one knew you then no everyone no no i know I know, I know but i i would go to abby's gigs because she would just invite me to these to the gigs and i feel like i didn't really have many other people that would go out and see just like a rock band or something so i'd just be like i'll just go by myself i don't care yeah. It's cool. You don't have to get defensive. But um <laughs> <laughs> Hey, your band is Wise Girl, right? Yes, yes, Wise Girl. Yeah, um cool. So, yeah, but it was cool. It was cool to see like everyone like mouthing like singing the words, going crazy and I was just like Paul's like pointing at me from the stage, you know. It was just it was a lot of fun to be like on the other side um being like you know. You were so in cool. Abby was just like filming the whole time. And I, you know, I felt bad. Like afterwards, I was like, oh, I hope you got to like, you know, like watch the game. be present. No, I tried yeah. my best. I was like, I was trying not to move my hands. I didn't want to get critiqued for my video skills. So 
I was waiting for him to be like, it's too shaky. Why did you do that? Like, <laughs> No, no. It, you know what was funny, though, Nick, was that the it was it I, it was like you know obviously everyone like would be through covid and and it was really rough like it was i mean here it was like absolutely insane like at the peak um you know because like obviously i i know new zealand has been like controversy you know oh maybe it was locked down too long or whatever but yeah. like Man, I mean, we were on the opposite side, and I'm like, if if anyone was here, like, I probably would have taken being locked up for a little longer than like, wait, is this a, this is not too morbid, right? But like, I mean, no, they I they had too. refrigerated trucks on the street for bodies, and yeah. we just... we had um like I know a lot of people were complaining here, but I don't think we really understood how big it was like when i talked to friends and things overseas it was like you guys are doing all right down there you know what i mean <laughs> yeah that's so um, funny i feel like one of your friends who would like complain i'm like dude we were like literally locked down on and off for like a year and a half like and then we'd have hmm. like other waves and even like what did we we got it for the first time we got covid for the first time last november and it was still like it would come in waves and just like one of one of Paul's friends would just like forever be complaining. He's like, Oh, gotta stay home. Can't go to the gym. Like, and we're just like, uh, this is crazy. Like we, I, I can't even like work for, I didn't work for a year. Um, yeah. it was, it was crazy. I mean, and there was someone at my work that died, man. It's just like, oh. you know, it's just like, yeah, it was so insane. And it oh, was just crazy. This yeah. was the, so, but the thing was, like, you know, I feel like we had been basically housebound for a, a long time. And it was so funny because even when, when Joel reached out to me um, to ask, you know, if I wanted to play at his 40th, honestly, my f my first reaction was like, I got to get in shape. Diet man. starts now. Yeah, I was like, we were like, oh, we were like, the diet starts today. Like, we had like yeah. five weeks. And it was just like, I was doing push-ups every day. I was like... It was funny. I, I feel like I slimmed down a little bit. Like, I feel like it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't as bad as it was. It wasn't as bad as it was. <laughs> but I felt like when I was looking back at Abby's videos that she took, and it was on this like really like unflattering kind of angle, I was just looking at myself and I was thinking. I was I guess I was like comparing myself to like us in our heyday, and I was just like, oh yeah. my god, Paul, what the hell? You let yourself go. What the <laughs> like? But 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 no, that that's just me being like being really self you were being way too hard but, on yourself but um i mean no that was just when i looked at the video but but the actual experience was so cool and like um it was funny though because i didn't bring my bass so um and i you know i asked joel i was like hey do you guys have any <laughs> like basses i can use just because it's like i mean you know what it's like nick like if you're trying to take musical gear you know on international flights it's such a pain and i'm just like i, I you know and we're only going to play like four or five songs so i'm like it's not yeah like, man I'm just, yeah. you know so it's like i'm so i was like i was like oh i was like well that works out and joel's like yeah 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 we we, we got basses here and um so in my head i was like oh, okay so i'll bring strings and then um i'll just change the strings like when i get there and it was um and then we got to the studio and it was like a jazz bass and i've never played a jazz bass in my life 
like I always play a P bass. So I was just like, I was like, okay, I was like, I can do this. And then I'm like playing and I'm like picking like where the pick guard is. Like, I mean, not where, where the, um, the bridge pickup is because that's normally where I yeah, pick. Right. And I was just like, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be weird. I'm like, I'm going to keep hitting the pickup. And then we were trying to do our song and I could not get it. I was trying to do it. And I was just like, it was so hard. Abby, you weren't there. It was the rehearsal the day before and everybody was mad cool. But I was just like, for, in my head, I'm like, oh my God, like, do you know what I mean? How am I going to play this? Like, I'm not even used to, I've never played a jazz bass before, <laughs> but it was, you know, I feel like Nick, it was like one of those things where it was just like, for some reason it was all right on the night like as soon as we did it it was like great i feel like i just kind of yeah. got out of my head a little bit but it was just yeah. that you know like probably if you've played on a different kit on a different drum kit or you know you, you kind of have your preferred setup and then when you kind of just on a kind of an alien you know kit you kind of like i'm just it's like you kind of just have to get adjusted yeah big time um yeah i'm real lucky with, with you know do a lot of shows of friends in new zealand where i'm pretty familiar because you know it's usually you're sharing a kit you know yeah. or, or if you're playing with a bunch of bands but i've definitely done shows overseas before playing with other bands who might have like a really big kit and i'm very much just like a punk rock setup right yeah like yeah two times three symbols so when there's like a rack or something with like a bunch of toms <laughs> i'm like what, what do i do with all this stuff <laughs> yeah. it's like stuart, stuart copeland or something like you've got yeah, aerial exactly. like, aerial yeah. symbols it's gonna be less stuff and yeah. i'll be right yeah yeah otherwise like my inner metal head's gonna come out and i don't know how that's gonna sound <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna start exploring the studio space and just start going on the triangle yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah there was definitely like I, I mean COVID. not to go back on that too much but it was obviously it was it was hard for a lot of people here as well um but we sort of had two lockdowns and the first one i I got real into it like musically i like play heaps of guitar like i was like i'm gonna get i'm gonna try to get decent at guitar here nice and but same with drums i was sort of like what are all the things that i've slacked on or really want to upskill on and i just spent time on that um because in that first lockdown um uh, like my main work outside of outside of the band is is teaching and 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 running a music school so we were doing all our lessons on zoom but the first lockdown not everyone was on zoom yet you know it was still yeah. like yeah. so i was keeping in shape and i was i was playing heaps of music the second lockdown everyone <laughs> was on zoom which I'm not complaining about because i you know was able to keep my work going but um yeah i just found myself sitting in a room all day teaching drums like 10 hours on a screen so um yeah i remember i actually went to the doctor during that one i was like i'm not feeling good and the guy was like okay um how how much are you exercising a day i was like nah nah i'm just sitting down <laughs> but he was like okay he's like uh what are you eating every day and i was like just whatever i can in my breaks you know like and, and, and he was like okay can you just go for a walk <laughs> If you didn't like leave your house and um yeah and then i was fine i felt pretty silly but it was just like just i felt it was it was really hectic in a different way you know and yeah. so after the lockdown i was so glad to get out and see people again and oh my gosh work in that, front of people that was yeah. it i um abby was because abby you know abby's a makeup artist for that you know we were talking about day jobs before um or no pre-podcast we were um and 
you know, Abby is a makeup artist. Abby, like you, I mean, your entire, you know, industry was turned upside down. Yeah. I, so <laughs> we, uh, I, so I have a team of stylists that work with me. There's about like, probably like 12 to 14 of us. And, uh, we specialize in weddings and cool. all the weddings got canceled. So, um, it was pretty nuts. We just didn't work for like at least a year it was pretty crazy um and it was actually a lot of fun at first because paul was home with me but at the time he was working for saturday night live and yeah he was um doing it there for how long were you there a long time at snl uh nbc at nbc 11 years yeah so um that's crazy what were you doing there man sorry to cut you off no, no. Um, so I was doing IT. I was like a technical technical lead, and um, I for the last so the um, I was working for the TV production like IT department. And when I started, like I was the TV production <laughs> IT department in at Thirty Rock, and yeah, um, Thirty Rock. You know, Thirty Rockefeller Plaza, where where SNL is yeah. and NBC and everything. And uh, no, Matt George, we had, we had, um, amazing. He's still there. Awesome guy. He was in Connecticut. He did like Jerry Springer and, um, Steve Wilco, Maury. Um, and so, but we would do like the local shows at 30 rock. Um, but yeah, towards the end, I I was always kind of an all around kind of person. I was helping out, you know, on the tonight show, helping out with SNL. I was always SNL was kind of where I started and I was always just like the backup guy for snl and then um and then i did for the last last two and a half years i was dedicated to to um saturday night live so i was you know working the production schedule um and it was insane like you know 60 hour weeks so insane like we i wouldn't even see abby we i never like, saw each other <laughs> tuesday nights you writer's night you finish it like you know it could finish at like three, three. four a.m yeah and then you have obviously Saturday, which finishes at one thirty a.m. So it was it was it was a lot, but it was it was really cool. I mean, it was it was intense. Um, yeah. But I, I loved the people. Like every, it was like a family there, and I, I I knew already knew everybody so well. So by the time, you know, I started my two and a half year kind of stint, I I, um, you know, I I I knew like the certain people how to you know how to just interact with certain people and you know crazy high up people. Just you kind of. You know, you kind of figure out like who wants to chit chat and who doesn't want to chit chat. So you just kind of, you know, <laughs> keep the keep the pleasantries. Hey, just keep it simple. You know, fix the thing and 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 get the hell out of there before you you know become um, you know, in the way. Um, but yeah. th- this uh, but this ties in with back to the COVID um, discussion. The so the crazy thing was with with um Saturday Night Live. So Abby, I was home, you know, March of twenty twenty. Um, was when it started and SNL was still in the, in the kind of finishing the season. And so they ended abruptly and then we did it like three episodes, I think was from home. Um, and, and I'm oh, sorry. When that was did that you season. guys go, when did they send you back? So then we went, so that was the thing. And I think we went back in around, must've been September of 2020. And the crazy thing was like, we like, everything else everything else was was closed there was no live music in new york it was you know you just couldn't do it except for saturday night live who had clearance from 
the um, the governor and you know they they worked with the the, the health you know well you had department. like a whole COVID we team had there. an entire floor that looked like uh, like some kind of like war hospital or something and wow. we, we would get so every day you would get a you would have to get tested like you know so it's like you come in and you've and you had to wear your mask i had to wear my mask um i couldn't take it off basically uh, the only time i was allowed to take it off was if i was eating and so i would have my mask on for like 14 hours a day and i'm working this crazy 60 hour week schedule Oh yeah, that's why mm. you grew your hair out, and, and then I you grew my hair the out. Man bun. Yeah, I, it was so, I, I had the man bun, and it was amazing because I couldn't wear my mask for that long because it started hurting my ears, and uh, right. and Abby had the idea of like, um, I bought this extension. It was like an extend. Ex- it I mean, goes so around crazy. your head. It's this elastic band that went along the mask, and then you tied it behind your head, and then Abby would give me a bun, and I would just tie it into it. And it was crazy. Nice. Yeah. And it was like, I was, I looked like, I mean, initially I was like, oh man, I look like Sub-Zero, you know, like, I was like, this is cool. And, uh, but but people, the, knew it was you. people knew it was you, you know? Yeah, yeah. People, yeah exactly. People, <laughs> I, I stood out. Um, yeah. But yeah, so no, it was such, it was, it was, um, it was kind of madness. Uh, sorry, Abby, I feel like I kind of just like chimed oh, no, in on your... It just, that was, it wasn't like, I feel like we had such a blast when we were both home. And then yeah. when you weren't home anymore, I was like, all by, I was just like home by myself. And I'm like, like taught me talking to the cats, you know, it's like, you can only do that for so long. So. And that was for months. I feel like that went on for months. Yeah. It was crazy. But Abby got amazing. Like it was funny. I remember one night coming back and Abby looked like, like Walter White from like breaking bad so, I, I was, was cooking meth in our apartment she was, yeah, yeah she was cooking meth in our apartment no she because abby's a makeup artist she had well maybe you would i liked yeah. what it's it's very interesting i feel like i was listening to what you were saying nick about what you did during covid and and i didn't even say anything because i feel like it like resonated so much with me where you were talking about drums and you were like well what do i need to work on you know etc um during the first lockdown but for me it was like it was fun at first and then it got boring just having all this downtime and you know my job is so social I'm literally in people's faces you know doing their makeup so I got to the point where I started getting depressed and I was like okay what can I do that I've always wanted to do but I never had the time to do because now all I've got is time and mine was like I always wanted to start my own beauty brand like a cruelty-free, vegan, um, you know, like more on the natural side, you know, using not harmful chemicals, et cetera. Um, So I started, I bought all these books and started studying formulas and all this stuff. And I started making my own brand of um, eyeshadows and lip glosses. And I had nothing but time once again. So I got really freaking good at it. Um, yeah. in, I feel like we had, you know, we had a few after the first year of shutdowns, we still had more after that. Um, so yeah, just, uh, they kind of ended you know, up in a positive. You got to do what you want to yeah, do. And now you're doing yeah. What you want to do, right? Well, it's, it's kind of amazing. Cause, um, so I currently run a business, which we provide hair and makeup services for weddings, et cetera. Um, but yeah. now it's like, you know, an extension of the business starting another business. So now we're really, um, I've just hired an assistant 
to help me with the beauty brand. So we're really like working on that now. So it's it's cool. I mean, it's taken so long to trademark everything and and it's crazy like I mean the whole trademark process here is like insane um but right. you know um we will to secure a name it's like no one can use it and so here in America like basically if someone like if their trademark sounds similar to you you can still you can just go after someone if you have the money so like I came up with one name and it was like alt beauty. Cause my name is Abby. My middle name is Lauren. My married last name is Tate. So a L T and we're like alternative weirdos. It worked out perfect, but um, do you guys have CVS in New Zealand? No, we don't. What's the like com- comparable we don't really store? Have, like, pharmacy? We, have, we don't really have chain pharmacies that much in New Zealand. I- well, not that I remember. Okay, Nick, well, what about remember? the warehouse? You guys have a bunch of warehouses, right? Yeah, like the warehouse or something. Okay, so yeah. you have the warehouse. So CVS is... We, we, have a, we have the chemist warehouse now. There you go. Oh. oh so that, well, yeah. there. so you do. That's the word on the street? Okay, the chemist yeah. warehouse. Okay, so, so similar to that, CVS here is like a huge pharmacy. They're all over the country, everywhere. They owned the trademark for alternative beauty and even though mine would be alt and it's abby lauren tate my so i was working with trademark attorneys they're like and i'm like but it's my name like we can prove all that and the lawyer this is how fucked up america is she's like okay but do you have the money to go against cvs we're like a multi-billion dollar corporation (laughs) i'm like i was like okay i I get it okay we'll, we'll change the name you know like not even going there What's the name now? Um, it's just Abby Lauren Makeup now. The same name as my business. So yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. So that that was the easier also to trademark um, by using a name. You have to have been using the name for f- at least five years. So I yeah. have been using the name for my business um, anyway. So it ended up working out, but it took a you know took a few other tries with other names before I was finally like, all right, guess we're doing this. You know, but it's good. So what cool. happens if you've been using the name for five years, but it turns out it's someone else's company? Is that can you get in trouble for that? If they have the money to come after you, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's all intense. about money here. Intense. Yeah, it's real intense. It's crazy. It's just money. Hold on, eh? Yeah, I feel like if you have money, you can. I mean, it's the same thing with like liability insurance here. Like anyone, they could like you know pretend to trip in your like. Say you have a hair salon or something and then like come and sue you. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. <laughs> just take everything. They really you have. <laughs> yeah, they, I feel like Nick, they, they mean business here. Like it's like, yeah, you hear about that. You're like, damn, man. It's like, geez, these guys need to relax. Like it's just like, yeah, people don't everything fuck is around about here. money and how much money you have and how, you know what I mean? It's like well, if you have the enough easiest money, way to get it. <laughs> Yeah, it yeah. was a bit of a bit of a culture, yeah, culture uh, shock for me. Um, yeah, just seeing how the things operate here, and I'm like, it definitely made me be like, man, I took a lot of stuff for granted in New Zealand because I feel like here sometimes it it can be a little bit like the school of hard knocks. Like you just like <laughs> every. I feel like I'm always impressed, like Abby and like her friends and everything. Everybody just is like hustling, you know, like. Everybody hustles. Like, I mean, that in like, you know. But I feel like the, I grew up in here. In a good way, a positive way. But that's so yeah. like, I grew up here. That's like the the norm. 
that's like all I've ever seen. Like all I've known, like, you know, my dad, you've met oh, my, yeah. like, and my brother, they're like such, cause like my brother was like a natural born hustler from when we were like children. He would, um, yeah. he would, uh, buy like a bag of chips or like a Snapple and then he would find the company's information and write them a letter that he found a bug in it and they would send him free coupons. All, so he would do this to all these different companies and then he would get all these free coupons and just and he would always have like snacks and we were kids. We were like, I mean, I must have been like seven years old. So he was probably eight, nine. He was 10. You know, it's like and I was like, how do you have all these snacks that like like this is crazy. And he was just like hustling from the age of 10. That's so good. He, he could have opened his own snack stand and been like, OK, That's it. roll up. Yep. That's brilliant. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I had, so I did have, th these were my notes that I, that I scribbled today just when I was like, oh, let me just write down a couple of good points. So I just wanted to point good out. So good. yeah, so Echo, so obviously Nick from Echo Park and you have Joe is the mm -hmm. singer guitarist. Yeah. And Jesse is the lead, lead guitarist. Yep. And, um, that was really cool. I actually watched um, some of Jesse was on a podcast. It, it was with um, what was it? Sorry, written oh, by friend. wolves. Yeah, they they do a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, she did that one. I watched that. It was really, it was really, I actually it was really awesome. I was like, wow, like she, you know, studied yeah. jazz and seems like technically brilliant. I was like, wow, what a cool person to have in the band. Yeah, man, she, she's she's great. No, um. We had um, uh, our last guitarist, Alec, she's actually talking a music video. She's a music video director. So she does heaps of top uh, music videos for artists in New Zealand. Um, and she was get, getting so flat out with that, like her career is taking off. It was oh, amazing. Wow. She actually made that um, False Embrace video. So that was the first video with Jesse in it, but Alec still made the video. So it's... um. It's a cool friendship. And uh, so when she finished up with the band sort of at the end of COVID actually, cause she was starting to get, um, you know, flat out working on, on videos and TV shows and things. Um, Joe also plays um, guitar for Jin Wigmore and also in the Jordan Luck band. So Jordan Luck from the Exponents. Yeah. That's cool. And, uh, I, I was, I saw that. I, that, I mean, how cool is that? Yeah, amazing. Oh, yeah. The exponents. So, I played Abby songs by them, and I'm like, I was like, Abby, I'm like, literally, like, you know, like, what, um, why does love do this to me? Um, I'm like, if you, why does love do yeah. yeah, I was like, Abby, if you, if you go to any like pub or anywhere in New Zealand and they play this song, like, everybody's gonna go nuts. And, uh, yeah. and she was just like, that's so cool. But, um, that, it's oh, essentially wow. played at every pub every yeah. <laughs> Friday, Saturday in New Zealand. Yeah, it's like you can't um, close unless you've played it. Unless you've played it, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So um, he was. They were playing a show. It was like a festival, and Alamino P, who you know, we we're talking about earlier. Um, I know Jesse well. was playing the festival, and Jesse was. Uh, she was playing on that tour, like playing guitar and keyboards, like stage musician, and so. Joe met Jesse, and so when we were looking at like, right, well, who are we going to get to play guitar? We both sort of thought I didn't know Jesse that well, but I was like, she's awesome, like she's a badass. And he said, yeah, Jesse would be really great. So we had a chat to her, and um, what 
I really loved is she didn't just say yes. She was like, I'm going to think about it for a week and I'm going to like make sure that if I'm in, I'm really in, you know, like she was like, I want to make cool. sure that it's not just going to be another project I'm in. Like I yeah. want to be in. She wants to be loving it. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, she was, she said yes. And yeah, she's been a huge part of everything in the last couple of years. So um, we have, you know, ideas for videos and, you know, we've, the last few songs we've released, she's, um, you know, contributed heaps musically and just, you know, the whole style and vibe of everything. Um, she did all the artwork for the the last couple of singles and the next couple coming out as well. So she's an amazing artist and yeah. What a she's, great uh, addition. Great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really lucky to have her and, uh, yeah, she's a good person. So it's, it's a good vibe around, you know? She seemed really cool. I, from, uh, from, from what I was reading, uh, from what I saw on the podcast, it says she, she loves reading books and she has, um, you know, it seemed really cool. She just was like, yeah, she's like more of a book, just loves, you know, a good book. Yeah. I like that. We're, um, not to, not to date it, but we've got a, we've got movie night tonight. We're going, uh, me and my partner are going over to her house and because uh, it's Halloween on Tuesday and she's a big Halloween person. Halloween isn't big in New Zealand, but uh, we're, we're doing horror movies tonight. It's going to be great. Oh, so, oh that's really fun. What are you going to watch? Do you know, uh, do you have you decided yet or are you going to decide when you get there? She, she said it's uh, The Boogeyman, which oh. I don't know if it's a movie or a series, but she, I said, sounds good. <laughs> sounds good. Have you? Let me know if I'm offering snacks. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, have you seen Evil Dead 2? No, I haven't, but it's oh, on the list. I really want that, to. Um, it's one of my favorite. I love watching that around Halloween. Abby, I've, yeah. Abby watched it once and I'm like, hey, we can watch Evil Dead 2 again. And Abby's like, didn't we? We already saw that. And so that, yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched that I'm, one I'm by myself. I'm pretty bad at watching movies. So I like, I always like make lists and it's on the list. And so I just need to like, in summer or something, when I have a break, I'll uh, sit down and. It's so good. That it's one... okay, Nick. I'm really bad at watching movies too. Abby, yeah. Abby yeah. is. Abby is. Paul gets um, really angry at me sometimes. I don't get angry. Yeah, you do. I have ADHD and you can't handle it sometimes. And that's okay. It's it's intense. No, I think I think me and Abby are just different because I get like hyper-focused on a movie. Like I don't really want like a lot of background, you know, like rustling or like people like kicking asking things over, questions. asking questions. Like I'm like, let's just yeah. all hyper-focus on the movie. And then, but me and Abby are very different. Like Abby is you know is more prone to to getting to get distracted to getting a little distracted <laughs> or a little restless um but we, yeah we'll, we'll we'll figure out a good system for that but. um no yeah. we just don't watch that many movies together actually yeah that's that's, that's the what, system yeah. you watch the ones i don't want to see while i'm at work yeah it's perfect <laughs> that's how it works and then everything's happy everybody's happy um, oh, yeah. that's cool, Nick. You're gonna oh, tell them. I mean, I'm not sure if they know who we are, but tell them we hi. said we said hi to them tonight. Enjoy uh, your. Uh, she was night. excited when I uh, when I said I was doing the podcast. She was like, "That's awesome!" Oh wow! <laughs> so, oh, that's so cool. Oh yeah. I saw you guys' video and I pointed to her and I was like, "Who's that? I want to be friends with that girl." <laughs> the blue yeah. hair. Yeah. yeah. Abby was like, she seems that? very cool. She does. Yeah, I was like, I actually feel like Abby and Jesse would get along really well. Um, yeah. and I, and I just, sorry, I didn't mean to gloss over Joe. Hopefully he didn't, uh, doesn't take that <laughs> personally or anything, uh, -uh. uh, but he was such a cool guy. Like I, you know, again, I, I watched, um, a podcast he did with an American guy somewhere. Some guy, it sounded like the Midwest or something, but he right. was, um, you know, so I, that was so cool. I didn't realize that Joe's, um, Irish. 
and um, yeah. and he um, gosh, he was great. He was a great guy to listen to. He was just you know talking about um, yeah. He mentioned the, the the Jordan Luck band and things, and I was just like, wow, what an what an interesting guy. Like, and that was Nick. You were saying, and you just you kind of just met him through. Um, Sorry, you, yeah, you explained I it to me. Met I him through a friend. Yeah, guy I was playing music with. Um, he, him and Joe had a show, like a radio show on Ponsonby Radio in Auckland. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, like I, it was run out of Ponsonby Central, like the little like food court mall thing. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, so you could like watch it, like what, like you could walk well, past and watch it. it, food, having a coffee. Uh, so yeah, he just introduced me to, to him and yeah, it's it awesome. I mean, that's like 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago. So it's, um, yeah, crazy. Yeah. History. And, yeah. and, and he's got such a great voice, like his, I, you know, and I kind of got, you know, a little obsessed with you guys, but I just kind of made this playlist <laughs> and I was just listening to these songs and I was, especially before we did the podcast, I was like, I want to get like you know, some tracks from, from, you know, the three albums and then, um, the, um, the EP, obviously the unmute EP and then the 2023 release outrun the rain, which is fucking awesome. Thanks man. Um, yeah, it's just like, you guys are just, it's just, I, I just knew it when I watched that video and I was just like, I just really just, just feel like you guys are just, you know, we're just gonna yeah. this is it nick we're just gonna keep throwing compliments at you but <laughs> thank uh, you <laughs> but it was it's you know it's so it's so great like um and joe i just feel like he's just got such, such a cool look and you know his um singing and stuff were you kind of blown away like you know when you guys first started you know coming up with um the echo park material like just to hear him yeah and like man this guy is me like and him lock in real well with songwriting so a lot of the i mean for the last few years it's it's really been he'll he'll come up with an idea and i mean his melodies are so strong he'll like send me like a voice memo and it's just like chords and a melody and it's like dude that's a that's a song like that's great so then usually me and him get together and try to like you know piece together like a structure or you know something so that when we go into rehearsal we've sort of got something that can be presented so it's not like it, it's sort of we can already jam on it straight away and then everyone contributes from there you know um but yeah i mean we've got a song coming out soon where he sent through a recording and essentially it was like that doesn't need anything else it just needs to be um we so we kind of recorded it live with him just doing like a one taker and then thought okay well we'll see maybe we could add some percussional saying to it but it was like nah that's that's good um yeah it's it's it, the sounds definitely developed over the years um in the last sort of two three years there's definitely been more of a punk element to everything the songs have all gotten shorter <laughs> <laughs> we, we can play a few, a few more songs in a 40 minute set but we pack a lot into those two and a half minutes you know there's always some odd changes and uh yeah but we we love yeah we love catchy songs you know fun guitar lines um you know, loud drums, all that good stuff. So no, it's a, it's a good, uh, good system we've got. And, you know, we're just always trying to, um, you know, get better and develop every time we're writing new music and yeah, get in the studio. And then that's a good excuse to go play some shows. That's it. Are you guys coming to, um, the States anytime soon? 
I'll, I'll say yes because then we have to make it happen. We would love to. <laughs> yeah. I've I've actually personally never been to the states. Um, oh I know Joe God. loves New York. He's got some friends there, and um, yeah, we would love to come over. Eh? We we've been to we've been, we played Ireland a couple of times. Like we've wow. got over there, which is really cool because that's like playing hometown shows with Joe is pretty incredible. And then like been to Australia and Italy and we played a gig in London once. Uh, so we've lost the state say so it's just uh That's like a yeah. lot of international like that's like a lot of international um gigs. That's it's like cool, so eh? impressive. I just went on a trip to Europe. My brother got married in Germany and it was my first like big overseas trip not playing a gig. So I've been <laughs> oh, really wow. lucky. Yeah, for 10 years i've got to do so much travel playing drums you're it's like pretty cool you're like where's all my gear yeah 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 it was actually it was yeah it was weird but then like it was kind of awesome because i was like i don't have a schedule any of these days <laughs> yeah. yeah like for once um, i can just go wandering around yeah but i got my drums at the wedding so i still played a gig <laughs> you had to get it in <laughs> i i, I totally cool. forgot to mention brian brian you're the bass player yeah, man. So Brian, um, he was in a band you might remember called Dead Flowers back in the day. Dead Flowers. That sounds so familiar. Uh, yeah, sort of 90s, early 2000s. Um, they did a lot of really cool stuff. And he was the front man in that band. Um, and no he way. also plays. Yeah, so he was the singer, guitar player. And he also plays in the Jordan Luck band as well. So we've, we've sort of got like a big musical family, you know, between everyone's projects. And bands <laughs> that's it's so that's so cool it's like yeah you guys and that's probably so when the and when the other guys are doing the 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 J jordan luck um project do you does that yeah. give you time do you um have you got anything else kind of going on the side or do you kind of focus on the oh yeah we wanted to talk about the um the music academy that's kind that's like my other thing so essentially i i would say everyone else is like got another band i just have a a business that i run <laughs> um but it's still in music um jesse actually teaches does a lot of teaching as well she teaches at the auckland university teaching guitar and um and has a lot of students but yeah i i've been teaching drums for about eight years or so and i was working at a music academy in auckland and uh they were looking to expand that site because you know it started with no students and ended up with you know 500 students coming in for lessons each week and i'd been there for a few years so me and my boss who's now my business partner we set up a second school together so we wow. have a school right in the middle of auckland like we're on kyber pass for, yeah. for you you might know. yep so we're there and yeah, we've uh, we essentially do like after school music lessons, but um, also do like band programs and recording. Like we we do songwriting programs, and we put out an album every every year with all the students' songs on it. And um, we have like we do like community choirs, and yeah, we do heaps of stuff. It's That's it's really so really fun. cool. Yeah, Jeez. it's it's really cool. It's really rewarding. Um, it's a it's a pretty full full on. Um, venture but i'm a uh, i've learned about time management very well and, uh, <laughs> um we're currently in concert season here so we have like all our end of year student concerts um 
that we're working on. So yeah, between both schools, we have a thousand students, which is wild. Wow. Wow. Yeah. How many teachers? We've got 20, 25, um, and all of them are like working musicians. So we have like, you know, really awesome uh, teachers here who, you know, are solo artists or play in bands and are like actively out playing gigs and touring, which is really cool for the students as well. Cause yeah, they like, yes. yeah. Uh, so see their teachers on the TV or hear them on the radio. Like it's, yeah, we try to make a good community here and, um, yeah, everyone, you know, sessions for everyone and, and works of, you know, all the teachers I work together as well. So it's, it's, it's really cool. We're just trying to create a good community vibe and, you know, help uh, get the next uh, generation of musicians ready to go. Gosh, I love it. we need to clone you guys. That is so cool. And, bring, yeah. and then bring you, bring your clones over here or they can stay there and you guys can come here or whatever. Cause <laughs> yeah, yeah, we uh, need more of yeah, that. No. That is yeah, really impressive, a- man. Yeah, thanks. No, it's it's really fun. So uh, yeah, Eco Park's just done a bunch of shows. So I've gone from playing drums and having a good time to now organizing kids and teenagers to play shows and have a good time. So it's all good. <laughs> Dude, and uh, you just you reminded me of something we we mentioned uh, in the pre podcast chat. Um, now was it this? Uh, who produced was it the second and third album or was it the first and second album uh greg greg haver mr greg haver he did so the first album was with andrew buckton um and we did that at his studio um studio 203 and at york street which is no longer there unfortunately oh man and um and yeah, but the, ever since then, we worked with Greg Haver on a single, and yeah, it, it worked so well that we've actually done every release with him since. So for about eight or nine years, we've worked with Greg on everything we've recorded. That's awesome. Yeah. That's like our Fasulo. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear the Chris Fasulo uh, episode, Nick, the last one? Yeah, man. Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot. Um, no, 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 I really yeah. did. Yeah. So Chris, yeah, I feel like for Abby as well is kind of almost like um, was Abby's Greg Haver for Wise Girl. Chris, you uh-huh. know, was. But he was also in the band. But he was so. also in the band. <laughs> but yeah, right. equally, ju- t- you know, talented. I feel like producer, once you find, engineer, yeah, when you find a producer that like brings out the best in you and like brings out all the things that like you never would have thought, you know, it's like that kind of like almost like completes everything um mm-hmm. i feel like anytime you work with someone else it's just not the same right. um, yeah it's we've built such a great relationship in the studio um for, for me he's a drummer so oh, that's wow. his primary instrument so we get along really well i mean he can he can give me shit about stuff <laughs> um, but yeah i also have a lot of confidence in you know his ideas and if he does give me direction or tells me to be better like i don't get offended by it you know mm-hmm. i'm just like uh, like if greg's telling me something i know it's something that i need to be doing um because we're, we're very much on the same page and know where we want the songs to go so now i love working with him um and he's just such a he's he's a real like calming presence in the studio like his his whole goal is he just wants to get the best performance out of everyone so i remember the first time we recorded with him we were like what gear do we need to like get or bring and he's like just bring your gear 
And cause we were used to like, you know, going into a studio and trying out a bunch of different amps and stuff. You should sound like you bring your stuff. Um, I love that. So that was really cool. Yeah. And I mean, we experiment with, with pedals and, and chaining amps together like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, he knows if he can get our sound, you know, the idea is it sounds like us playing in a room, you know? So that's it. And I don't know if I, well, what am I saying? I haven't mentioned anything, but um, so I don't know if you knew, but um, so with Goodnight Nurse, you know, as you know, originally before I was talking about those grants, the um, so we got a recording grant, the the $5,000 uh, recording grant, and we it was um, I, I Joel and Jaden would know, I honestly can't quite remember how it worked out, but Greg Haver. Um, produced the single for Lona. Yeah, which was so cool, man. Yeah, which was our first. That was Lona was our first, our first proper single. We did same old story before that, um, which we yeah. recorded in Wellington, and that was it. Was kind of, I think we were still kind of getting, um, you know, kind of just learning, kind of figuring out what we were doing. So when we when we worked with um, Greg, it was. It was just so awesome. It was my first experience being in a proper studio. It might have been York Street. I honestly can't remember. I think it was. Um, and he was just so cool. It's like, I mean, I'm trying to think back now. It's 20, can you believe it, 20 years ago. But Crazy, yeah. um, he was so cool and so funny. The one thing that always that stands out, and I feel like it kind of ties in with what he said to you about, um, you know, just bring your gear, bring what, you know, what you guys like play. Um, I remember it was funny cause I was recording and so, you know, we plugged in the bass. It was kind of amazing. We didn't even, I really loved the, the bass sound that he got, um, for Lona because, uh, and it was DI'd. So I literally just plugged that into the mixing desk, you know, that I didn't have an amp or anything. And, yeah. it, you know, he kind of just, you know, he put this effect on it and it sounded so good. I mean, every time I hear that, I'm just like, man, I really love how that, how the bass sounds on that. And he, um, but he was so funny. I, I, I went up and I was, I was probably a little nervous as well. And, um, and I think I remember talking to him and um, I was sitting down, I was sitting down um, with, with the bass because all the other recordings I've been sitting down. And uh, he was just so funny. He was like, um, he was like Paul. He's like, um, he's like, what is this? Is this like Sting? Stings like next single or something? <laughs> like, are you gonna stand up, man? Are you gonna get into it? Like, and it was so. It was just so cool. I remember at the time, like, it just totally cracked me up. Yeah. The whole Sting thing just made me laugh. And then I remember being <laughs> like, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And it, it is funny because I'm so used to playing standing up. Sometimes, I mean, obviously, if I'm sitting down. I have more reach on the fretboard, like, you know, the kind of finger per, finger per fret. I feel like when I'm standing up, I can't, my little finger, it's a little harder to, to you know, to kind of stretch it out. But, um, I, you know, so I kind of stood up and um, recorded it standing up. And it just, I feel like it just kind of gave it a little bit of, like, attitude or um, there's just something about it. And I remember, you know, then when we got, when, when we kind of got the, the finished one, I just listened to it. I was like, God, that sounds fucking awesome yeah it's so cool man and um, he would have because he's from wales he would have just moved to new zealand yeah, around the i remember because that was the whole thing at the time and they were saying oh this is um uh you know this is greg haver and they were um 
talking about the work that he had done with like the Manic Street Preachers. And I remember, you know, the Manic Street Preachers from the 90s. And I was just like, I was like, wow, this guy did like the Manic Street Preachers. And so cool. it was, yeah, it was so awesome. I had such a great experience. You know, it was we, we just worked with him the one time. But it's kind of yeah. cool. Whenever you see the, like, obviously on the album, we re-recorded Lona. So it's a different version. But if you ever see the music video, the music video has the Greg Haver. Um, the original, the, yeah. The cut, I guess. Yeah, the, the original. And I really love it. I don't know why. I feel like it, it, you see that with the video. It just was like absolutely perfect. And I just, you know, obviously you guys are the, you know, mega talented and it's just like i'm so glad you you guys found you know found him he's just he's just such a you know like he's a real kind of yeah. unicorn so yeah i felt i mean i mean i still do feel lucky to work for him but the first time i was like well we're working with greg and it's just cool that we've built this relationship and you know can see him outside of recording like we actually live really close to each other and yeah it's he's he's a good dude it, it, it's awesome um who did you do the album with who recorded that produced that so that was um so that was hook from um 48 oh, yeah. so we, captain that's Hunt. right um sorry we did discuss that dudley studios yeah. in hamilton yeah so that was um, it so we did it at dudley, dudley studios did wait did and you were saying had you did you record something there yeah so my i played in a band back in the day called equinox that was like my high school band and uh we did our first uh, our first album, well, actually our only album, but our first like proper recording, we did the drums at Dudley Studios. And because that was like the, we being from the Waikato region, that it was in Hamilton and we had a studio in Hamilton and we did it with Hook, which was super cool. And then we went to Auckland and we recorded at Chaz from the band, The Rebels House. Yeah, yeah we did some stuff there too. Yeah, super cool. And, um, yeah, had an absolute blast in that whole process. We were so young, man. Like, I remember we, like, we were like 16, 17, and we knew like two people in Auckland. And so we, we stayed at their house because they were in Auckland and the studios in Auckland. But little did we know that they lived in West Auckland in uh, Titarangi, which is where now we're at. And Chaz's studio was in Fongaparoa, which is like, 50 minutes north <laughs> and so we're doing like two hours of travel every day like crammed into this like our mate's car and to go record for you know six or seven hours a day but yeah we learned Auckland was a bit bigger than Hamilton <laughs> <laughs> point but um but uh that was a that was a really great time that was you know around that same time we were speaking about earlier and um still friends with those guys one of the guitarists in that band's my best buddy and um, I just speaking about other music stuff before that like me and him still play a little bit of music together and he plays in a, in a band in Auckland as well. So yeah, it's that same sort of thing of, you know, a lot of friends from back in that time that are still actively playing and, you know, we're still gigging together and things like that. That's so cool. It's what yeah. a small world as well. It's like, you know, especially in New Zealand, Abby's probably like, what the hell does everybody know everybody? Yeah. Kind of the way there's like a really, yeah, you kind of just like, but I feel like it's not that different than like here, like New York. Like, you know what I mean? That's true. Yeah. It's like, I feel like if you, oh, I'm not talking in the mic close enough. Um, yeah. I feel like it's not that different than like 
here, like the city. I mean, we're a city. Uh, oh, well, so is Auckland. Auckland, New Zealand is the... Okay. I'm going to stop. No, 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 no. You good. No, you're good. good. No, you're doing great. Yeah. Um, no, it's just like, it, it. I feel like here, like New York, everyone thinks like the city, it's so big and everything, but it, it's like not that... And I'm like, what? And I'm like, what am I talking about? Abby knows everybody here. I mean, we would go so many places, just like bars or just you know gigs and things like that. Abby's always bumping into someone. I'm like, do you know everybody? Like everywhere? Like I thought it was supposed to be New York. I thought I nobody don't know knows everyone anyone. in New Zealand. What's that? I don't know everyone in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only know like a couple people besides you. That's yeah. It's crazy, right? I guess that's how it works. I find it's like there's like little pockets here, right? So it's like there's a lot of people in like the reggae like community who would all know each other. I wouldn't necessarily know all them, but once yeah. a year we might see each other at a festival. But sort of like the the rock community is very like tight knit and you know, do a lot of gigs together and hang out together outside of shows and and yeah, it's a lot of people who have been around for a long time now. And now there's like, I mean, through like the music school, I'm like now seeing some of our students who are like 17, 18, and now they're in a new scene, which is like, which are playing at Big Fan a lot, you know, Joel's Place. It's like, that's now creating a whole new scene of bands that are playing every week. And it's, it's super cool. I mean, how cool is that? It, it, when we were there, I was so impressed. I was just like, it's almost like one of those things you're like, man, if only we had this, you know, when we, when we were starting out, like yeah. what a cool place to just go and like play your first gig. And, um, we, we were hiring community halls, right? Yeah, right. Community <laughs> halls. I, I remember like back in the day, like we were just, we would just play people's like 21st birthdays in like West Auckland. Like we were just like, you know, out in the field and they're just like, Oh, the, all the cars are parked or something. And it's like, Oh, here's the stage. And you're like, okay. Like, um you know it was like yeah it was funny like i i I will say that we we were like fortunate because you know there were places like you know papa jack's you know voodoo lounge and um there was you know i think you know the masonic and um devonport yeah and devonport and king's arms yeah yeah king's arms and um I remember the yeah the studio and like so I feel like uh, you know it's kind of awesome that like big fan is is you know kind of open when it did because I I mean obviously I haven't I I'm not um I don't quite know the ins and outs there but it does sound like a lot of live you know live music venues are unfortunately probably found it hard to kind of stay afloat yeah totally it's um it I, it did come at a right time and it's the right size venue as well for upcoming bands. It's it's really cool. Yeah, it's like really two hundred cool. or something, right? I think I think that's yeah. what they said. We're really keen to play a show there. I think it would just be epic. You know, oh it'll be so much. Fun. You guys got to do it. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'll put I'll put I'll put in a good word for you. Thanks, thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very popular place. That's so cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we we loved it when we were there, when when uh, we were there. Um, it was, yeah, it was funny. You know what I found, Nick, was that, and I didn't know if it was just big fan, but like, um, you know, I got I feel like people's like technology seems to have like improved, and I feel like, um, you know, I I almost had a little bit of an old school mentality. Like when I went there, I was kind of just expecting us all to 
you know, bring amps and everything. And I used to have like a, a freaking Ampeg. Um, well, it's still in it's still in Auckland. My my friends got it, but you know, an Ampeg SVT two like all tube, three hundred watt head. Um, I had an Ampeg like four by ten cab, and that thing was like a monster. Yeah, and, that's so cool. Man. And I thought, that, and that's so. I that was the one I recorded the album with at, at Dudley Studios. I would like bring it down there every time we would record, and then bring it back. And but I couldn't believe when we when I went uh, to Big Fan, like you know, um, Jesse had uh, was using Joel's amp, and Joel had this thing which was all basically um, you know like solid state or something. It's and it, it pretty much outputted the same as like his old um you know marshall and stuff and uh, and and everybody was wearing in ears and i was just suddenly like i, I had to kind of, you know i kind of, it was kind of a crash course for me like you know like i feel like for me it was like the last time was really well i played with abby but you know we kind of still did old stuff but did you notice that nick um like like it's technology and stuff like i do a lot of bands play with in-ears like are people more like kind of moving away from having like big amp you know bringing big amps to gigs and things yeah a lot of bands are i mean uh i think one like we're very old school in the sense that like we're going to plug into our amps and we're going to use fullbacks on stage and yeah we're going to turn that's i love that that's what i love i yeah. love that too yeah we did use in-ears for a little bit like not all of us but um joe and i used in-ears for a few years and we loved it um we felt it really like we really locked in and it, it really helped us become a really tight live band. But we did a, um, we did a couple of shows where it was like, uh, like quick changeovers and we just weren't really in a position to like bring our in-ear system and we played them and I was like, man, that was so much fun. It was just like loud and there was less admin. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, and we could, we, we just, we felt like we still really locked in and, and everything was feeling good. So we haven't actually used them since. And uh, we've had the same sound guy for like, since the band started. So he just all like all of a sudden just dialed us up some awesome stage mixes and it's the same every night. You know, we can obviously change, but it's a, uh, we've got a good team around us and yeah, but there's definitely a lot of bands now are using in-ears and clicks and backing tracks which is cool because for some bands that's their thing and and maybe they need that but for us we're very much like now nah, just old school rock and roll mentality plug in and go yeah love it yeah dial our sounds abby you're you're on board with that right like i feel like wise girl was always are you kidding yeah i have no patience for technology yeah <laughs> yeah like to learn I, if I've... i had if i had tracks and a click i'd just be stressing out the whole game yeah. i'd be like <laughs> like what happens if like I um, I mean it's amazing when you go to like a big show and like I was watching some footage the other day of a Blink One Eight Two show, um, and they're obviously playing with clicks and tracks because they're not even counting each other in. It's just like it's dark and then it's just like boom, they're off. Yeah, and all the pyros synced up. So I mean, for something at that level, they you know they probably need that because it's at the show, right? Um, but yeah when we're uh we're we're in the spot where we can just just plug in and go for it so i mean look i i've got nothing against um the you know how some bands do it it's whatever's going to work best on the night and make for the best show you know totally agree yeah That's each it. to their own yeah each to their own you know what's your Good flavor <laughs> 
Well, Nick, how are you doing on time? Because we obviously we know you've got your movie night and stuff. <laughs> no, I'm good, man. It's one thirty in the afternoon. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forget- I keep forgetting. Wait, Nick, I have a question for you about Paul and Paul in okay. New Zealand because I feel like I never really like. Um, I don't know. I, I like. I never got to meet Paul's dad, and um, he was a pretty badass music journalist and I've seen like videos and and like interviews and all these things and I'm just so curious like like was like was Paul like known for that as well were you like like I feel like that's not a question for you though that's like a question for another person I'm sorry I'm gonna come in and go sorry Paul who's your dad Oh my God, that's amazing. His dad- uh, I, probably, oh. I, probably, I probably know who it is. I just might not do the reference that it's your dad. Dylan Tate? So- oh, okay, no way. The, um, so there's like the Tate <laughs> Music Prize. Yeah, yeah you guys I, were nominated. Were you guys nominated? So, so that was my dad. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was okay. one of the things I was going to bring up. I forgot. I was <laughs> okay, on my list. Sorry, man. I, I didn't, did not put two and two together that that was your dad. Oh my God, I, don't think, I love I don't, that. I don't think many people have, have ever. I honestly can- could probably count on one hand the amount of times anyone ever asked me. I don't think, I don't know. I don't think it's a thing, Abs. Really? I can't imagine that. I feel like here, like people, like that's like not their thing, but like it's their thing. Like I used to work at a restaurant and like the, one of the guys from the Talking Heads, like his daughter worked there. And that, okay. well, he was friends with the owner. So I guess the thing was he would come in and everyone would be like, oh, that's her dad, blah, blah, blah. Right. And like, we worked with Sean Penn's daughter. So like okay. Robin Wright would come in and it was like a whole thing. And everyone's like, oh my God, psst, 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 psst. like, do you see her? Yeah. I think like Nick, <laughs> Nick might've Nick been a little younger though as well, because dad that, was- that's what I'm thinking is, is for me, uh... like always Paul from Goodnight Nurse. You know, so like, wow. so maybe for a generation before me, it might have been yeah. your, your dad's. I think that yeah. was it. Because dad, yeah, dad would have been definitely, obviously, late 70s, he had this, you know, huge interview with Bob Marley. And then, um, you know, 80s, 90s, you know, and early to kind of early, really, you know, early 2000s. But, you know, Abby, I feel yeah. like in New Zealand, though, it's that whole thing of like, um, that people don't people like don't to really like talk about, talk about I don't think it. I, I mean, I would never tell anybody like it. it's, um, yeah, I think it's it, New Zealand is like, it's just kind of a more of a different mentality. And I've noticed it here because in America, like if you do well, or you have an association with something like people really like broadcast it, they really tell people. And it's generally, you get quite a positive response. Like people are really encouraging. I think it's cause it's so hard to make it here. It's so hard to get yeah. anything done that when you actually achieve <laughs> something, everybody's like, fuck, somebody did it. Um, <laughs> but um, I feel like in New Zealand, it's just like, you know, it's a little, I don't know. I, I always was just a little bit more like, eh. I mean, I don't know. I, didn't, I never really feel comfortable about talking about myself in general. So yeah. it's just, I think that's just like a New Zealand thing. You, you kind of just like, yeah, you know, you kind of downplay stuff and yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like, that's so funny. I can't even like picture that. I can't like imagine that. But now I'm so glad that I've made this, you, you know, 
made this connection for me. This is super <laughs> cool. Yeah, we got, we made like the, like we got in like the finalist uh, nominations, like the top 20 a few years ago for it, which was super cool. That's the so cool. I know. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah, man. It's amazing. Um, yeah. And we've been nominated for a couple of music awards as well. Like it's, it's cool when you get those little, those little moments where it's, you know, only a few people get nominated and, and you're one of them. It's uh it's a really cool thing. That's uh, it. Yeah, I agree. Do yeah. you guys, um, have you guys ever, uh, I'm a really, really big fan of a New Zealand band, um, th- called the Beths. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Now uh, I don't have a small community in New Zealand. I don't actually know the Beths personally, but what they're doing at the moment is incredible. Like they're smashing it overseas. And- they are. They were sold out like multiple days here. It's so funny because I feel like a few times, like we've tried to go see them since COVID. I feel like during COVID, they really blew up here. And yeah. um, we tried to see them a few times and it's just like sold out, sold out. And I'm like, damn, Paul, like call your people. Call my people. <laughs> I think all of my contacts have kind of long, long since expired, but <laughs> I, I know, but it was funny because Abby told me, I didn't even hear, I, this was when Abby, sorry, Abby um, told me about the best and I hadn't even heard of them and Abby's like, they're from New Zealand. I'm like, what? They're from New Zealand. And then we were just like listening to that first album and I was just like, I was like, where, where the hell did these guys come from? Like, they were so good. Like, we, we loved that out that, uh, you know, obviously, they're so talented but like that album you know we listened to it so much in like the quarantine and everything Mm -hmm. and then it was like we had nothing going on so we would like they would do these like live streams on like youtube it was called like something at home or something or like um do you remember it was like live at home or something and yeah i remember that so we would like watch them and it would be a really crazy time it was super late here and they would play a couple of songs or something and it was so cool. It was such a crazy way just to be like connected. In I your feel like it also room. partially like got us through it. Just it really like- did. That album really got <laughs> me through. Like it was, it would just kind of, I felt like it was kind of inspiring and just like, and it kind of made me really proud as well. Just to be like, you know, this is like another freaking awesome New Zealand band. Like, you know, I, I've, I've told a lot of people at work about that, about them and be like, oh, you got to hear these guys. Like they're just like, yeah. And um, and it's so Kiwi, right? Like the accent really the comes accent. through. It's yeah. funny, yeah. right? It's funny because I feel like twenty years ago it was not cool to be singing with a New Zealand accent. Like, <laughs> we, I feel like we were lucky. Like we we didn't we didn't Americanize like too you know too much. Maybe there's like a couple of words here and there. Um, but yeah, Nick, do you remember that? Like, I feel like um, I forget. Like, you know, was there a did you what was that like in your kind of um range of playing where like people were kind of singing with almost like a like because i remember we going to like punk bands and everything and and some bands were just f- singing the whole gig with like a f- american accent it's definitely a th- and, and around that time where yeah you're still trying to really trying to prove yourself up against international artists yeah, right yeah it's almost like we can't sound too kiwi because like no one's made it right yeah exactly it's like we have to we have to fit in and kind of mold ourselves on them to to be successful um whereas now it just seems so cool it's almost like just being yourself is so you and i definitely noticed that being here it may you know that makes you stand out because it just sounds so unique like people like whoa what is what is that accent you know like what is that like 
Whereas if I don't love that, it's yeah. happening everywhere now. Like uh, I really love an Irish band called Fontaines DC, and that is it's so Irish. You know what I mean? Like nice, yeah. That they're definitely from Dublin, you know, and it's but they own it, and that's that's their sound. Um, was yeah, Flogging Molly Irish? It. Was Flogging Molly Irish? They now what was that? I don't want to get this wrong. I, I now I feel like they're based out of the states now that's dropkick murphy's are based out of the states but obviously do um irish folk songs that's right yeah the dropkick murphy's vlogging molly is an american seven-piece celtic punk band formed in los angeles but the singer that's what i was thinking so similar to dropkicks right yeah is the singer from ireland though ireland yeah i believe so because he definitely yeah. has the um, yeah 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 accent. yeah, yeah but, okay but they but they're okay they they they're formed in America yeah I really like Floggy Molly and I've seen them live I just uh hadn't delved into the Wikipedia you know I just like the <laughs> you didn't delve into the archives yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know I, uh, I was no. confused just when you said that I was like oh if it's, I don't know why I was like oh they are they an Irish man yeah oh do you want to, okay I just have to grab the door Nick I'll leave you with uh, uh, the capable okay. hands. We have a guest. Hi. It's actually the the guest is our dinner. So. Um, oh, fantastic! It, this is now your podcast. Yeah. Just, just you. <laughs> What's for dinner? What's for they dinner? We got some amazing uh, from Francesco's um, Italian place on the Upper West Side near us. Um, we got um, it's like penne with uh, garlic and olive oil with just like. Uh, chicken and broccoli with the penne. It's really good. It sounds like all my favorite things. Right? That's so, yeah, I was just in Italy a couple of months ago. I, I keep saying I was just there because I don't want to uh, uh, feel like I've been home for that long. But yeah, I just want to be there and eating that food again. But we do have some good Italian restaurants in Auckland, so it's all right. Yeah, you actually do. Um, when we were there in February, what was that? I secured the food, guys. Thank you. Nice. We were, um, just talking about Italian food, and um, Nick was saying that there were some good Italian places in Auckland, and I thought of that place. What was the place I ordered from in um, Devonport? Um, Italian in Devonport? I mean, we'll never remember, but... There was a we really could, good place. We could place. be here all night. Yeah, when we were there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I had caught the stomach flu there. And finally, when I was able to like eat solid food again, I was like, I want pasta. So, yeah, um, right. yeah we got some uh, really good stuff from uh, Devonport. I wish I could remember the name of the place. but I used to like, um, it was called Prego on Ponsonby Road. Yeah, man. Yeah. That place I still love. Is it? Is it still there? Yeah, I believe it's still there. Yeah. That was cool. I remember that. That's Italian, right? Unless I'm getting confused. Yes. No, no, no. That's Italian. Yeah. Yeah. That I that was like such a cool place. Sorry, Abby. That used to be. I would. That would be like sometimes of like a. How come you never took me there? Um, because we went in the city. Oh man. I the mean, first time Nick, we were. I don't know if you want to hear a crazy Airbnb story we oh, had, but God. I don't know. If Come we... on, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll give you the summarized summarized version. Um, summarized yeah. version was we flew into Auckland after a 21 hour flight, uh, and it was a beautiful day. And then the next day was 
uh what do you guys call it you guys don't call it a hurricane uh oh it was what uh, we were there for the um the, was it the cyclone <laughs> cyclone that's it i'm like cyclone. what's it called in February. Oh yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that yeah. was wild time. We were yeah, that was, uh, was brutal actually. Yeah, we we um and it was oh, obviously it was so and it was so tragic. It was so tragic, like because it was like you know obviously respecting you know everybody that's going through hardships. Um, but we yeah we so we kind of arrived, and I couldn't even believe we made it. Like first. Like we we flew out and we we arrived on was it like a Saturday or yeah, something? Yeah, we arrived Saturday. The things started Sunday. And then Sunday, I think it was the airport was closed. Yep. So we were like, if we had gone a day later, we wouldn't have been able to land. We wouldn't have been able to land. And I think it was closed for a few days. Then it was the flooding at the airport. And then I feel like after the flooding, there was something in New York at the same terminal we went through. They had some electrical malfunction, and the planes weren't flying anyway and we were just like didn't you say there was a plane that flew from new zealand to new york to then turn around around. they had to turn around halfway can you imagine flying halfway to new york it would have been like 10 hours maybe and then they couldn't land because there was an electrical problem and they had to fly back to auckland and like so me and abby like we're in amongst us we're like okay so the flying stuff and then you know the the cyclone we, we spent five days in a um at the uh, Crown Plaza, like just off, um, you know, Queen Street or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. Um, and then we had, so we kind of planned it. So we were going to stay there for a few days. And literally we were just holed up in this, in this hotel room. The I windows mean, was, were shaking. Yeah, it like, was a nice room. It was a nice room, <laughs> but it was like. But it was not a room you want to be in during a hurricane with like a full on balcony on the top floor. Full on like, balcony <laughs> with like a table and chair that seems to be like moving on its own and smashing yeah, into the glass. Like hitting door. the glass. In hindsight, I would have freaking pulled that table and chairs out the first day I was there. But then it was like I didn't want to go outside. Um, and then, but I, and then I, I felt like I was in a beautiful mind. I went like cra- I didn't go crazy, but like yeah, you every did. every window it was rattling so bad like. Some of the rubber, like molding on the windows, had obviously was either not there or had like been really. It was really old, so the, it right. sounded like the glass was about to like, just like it was getting sucked out and then getting pushed in, and it was like rattling. I was just like, "This is gonna smash!" So I ended. Up, I took a photo. Actually, I should have to post I, it. Or mind you, it was like three a.m. Three a.m. And I'm like <laughs> using like 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 my like jandals and everything the and hotel I'm like putting slippers them, hotel slippers putting them in between the glass and like and i actually did an amazing job i made every single pane of glass like stable i'm like you're welcome crown plaza like you know and um and then yeah so then that kind of we we, we got through the end of that and we're like oh okay now it's time to go to the airbnb this we, was after the hurricane the the i'm sorry cyclone and Things had calmed down, right? So we got uh-huh. there. Yeah. We got there and... It was a shithole. It was a total shithole. Mind nothing you... Like, nothing like we like photos. We booked this like... So this is our first like real vacation since COVID. Um, yeah. And so I was like... I've We've been working so hard. I'm like, I'm getting us a like really nice Airbnb. Like spent like... It was I, in Parnell. Like. It was in Parnell. I was like... I think it was like eight or 900 a night American. And um, we booked it for, was it seven nights? 
eight yeah. nights? Yeah, it was a week, I think. Yeah, it was eight, seven nights or eight nights, whatever. And we it had a pool. And we were so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, we're just going to chill by the pool. It's going to be amazing. It was not amazing, my friend. Dude, like the first thing I remember was we walked through the gate and there was like this guy greeted us, like the house manager or whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah. can you please, like every time you go through the gate, hold it and hold it really slow and clip it in to the, like, you know, lock it because the neighbors complain or something. We we're like, oh, So okay. it was a townhouse that was attached to another house, which that was not in the description as well. Right. Um, yeah, okay. So like even when you go inside. It said like be quiet walking up and down the stairs, you know, because the neighbors will complain. It just was this whole thing about like, fuck, man, are we paying this much money to, for, for the neighbors? Like like yeah. just to walk up and down the stairs. And it was like literally. It was filled it looked, with flies. <laughs> it was like sticky, gross. The people before must have had, you know what I mean? They were it there during the. twenty 21st birthday or something. It they was were like, there during the. um. Oh yeah, the cyclone. The, the the cyclone. So they probably were all going crazy being stuck in this house, and they broke toilets. There was like, um, it, it was so bad. Like we got, it was just one of those places you go in there, and you're instantly like, I would rather be somewhere else. Like, yeah, oh, that sucks. And, and for that amount of money, that's ridiculous. It was insane. And it was so. And can you believe it? Like this, and the day we went in there, and that was the night that <laughs> we were having the good night nurse was having. We we're having rehearsal. <laughs> And I was so not, and I felt like we'd just been through this thing at the Crown Plaza, which was kind of frightening. And then now we were at this Airbnb, which we hated. And then I had to go to rehearsal, you know, and be all like, hey, like, how's it going? And I, I just was not, I was not in that state of mind. I'm like, oh my God, we got to get out of here. Um, we left the next day. We left the next day. Thank God. My, yeah. I love my cousins because they live in Devonport and they were actually in Canada and um, they'd already said to us that we could stay there. And we're like, no, we want to just have our own thing and everything. And then I just had to reach out to them. I was like, I'm so sorry to ask you this, but like this Airbnb is so bad. Like we, we like we, we have to get out. Like, could we do my, like, could we stay, you know, you offered, like, could we stay at the house in Devonport? They were so lovely, just like so sweet. And then we went to, and then we went to, um, we stayed in Devonport and it was just awesome. Like, it was so much It fun. was a real house. It, it reminded me of the house I grew up in and, it was like a villa and I was just, yeah. it was so, it, everything about it was just kind of magic. I felt like from that point. Um, you kind of feel like you're on holiday when you're over there. It's a good spot. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so, I love Devonport. It was, yeah. it was so nice. And, uh, but Abby was, I, I kind of just had to explain to Abby because like we've been to a billion Airbnbs here and I don't know if we just picked a bad one or, you know, Abby was just not used to it. She's like, you know, this, you couldn't get away with it. Like, um. I think it was just, you know, I guess these sucks. Yeah, you just got a bad one. Yeah, we just just got a bad one. It's just the worst like if you're doing well, it internationally, like next time I'd be like, "You know what? I think we'll just stay in the hotel the whole time." Like Definitely, but they were also horrible. Like oh, the, people the people who sucked. owned it, the management company, like I had gotten into a car accident literally like days before we were going to yeah, leave. And then injured my like shoulder and back. So I didn't think I was going to be able to fly. We tried to cancel the Airbnb. I thought I wasn't going. And they were like, "You no, you can't get a refund. And then I was like, well, can we get a partial refund? It's still like, it says I could still get it for eight days. But they were like not willing to budge. So I was even like more harsh when we got there. Because I'm like, look, you guys gave us such a hard time about like, you know, Luckily, we were able to work this out, but like we just walked into a shithole like this. Pla it was just it was so gross. Our shoes were like sticking to the floor. 
That's how like dirty the floors were. Did you leave an honest review? Yes, we did. And we got a full refund plus like, oh no, we got almost full refund. Um, plus they gave us like a $1,200 credit. So we went away this summer and rented a house, uh, you know, um, near uh, uh, upstate New York um, by us. So That's cool. yeah. It yeah, it did work out. Um, but yeah, Paul has always been really like, kind of, uh, I feel like you've been really like, like questioning Airbnbs. And now, ever since that, I feel like it's not going to be the same now, like renting an Airbnb. I feel like you're very like, just cautious. Kettle like mess. I guess it's, I guess the difference is it's like if you're in your own city well, that's, or whatever, yeah. it's, you know, oh, it sucks. Continent. Like, if you're but on I your own like, continent. Yeah. When you've traveled and you've <laughs> done all this other stuff and then it doesn't work out, you're kind of like, man, I am fucked. You know? Like, yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, look, it all, it all, it all came out in the wash. <laughs> no, the but, best uh, was when they sent these like cleaning people in the next day. Oh. Cause I was like, <laughs> And they like, sent them the next day. All these people turned up. They didn't even tell where us. Where were they the day before? They turned up Why with like they? all these mops and everything. And they were almost like making like making out like we were making a big deal out of it. Like we were like, and and one of the guys, I was talking to one of the guys. He like knew the band. He was like, um, that that was that was, oh, the, that was guy, the, the like handyman the dude. Handyman and because there were no paper towels and um. <laughs> I think I told them that you were in the band. Good night, nurse. To drop it in, and then he. I was dropped like, it in, and then the guy got us paper towels. The guy was like, "What?" He's like, "I know what." Yeah. And then he was like, "And then he you know kind of, he hooked nice. us up." Do you know yeah, yeah. Do you know I totally pulled <laughs> and, that. And then, but I remember the next day though, we were about to leave because we were just like, "Let's get out of here." And these people turned up with the mops, and I felt like this girl was like giving me some attitude. She's like, "Oh, so what's wrong with it?" And everything. And oh, that's right. She said to me, "She's like, um, she was like." I mean, is it, there's nothing, um, wait, what did I say? And she was like, oh, is there nothing like we can do to like, you know, resolve it? And you said too and, oh, little, yeah. too late. I put, I put my sunglasses on too little, too late. And then just walked out. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Cause they would have been the ones who cleaned was well, supposedly cleaned yeah, they it. They were right? supposed to have cleaned it. Yeah. yeah I don't before. think anyone had cleaned the day before no. they're like i so went in yeah. yeah i looked in the bathroom and i was like looking at the shower it's so funny because we're not even like high maintenance people when it comes like you know what i mean just like yeah we just, would put up with it we were just like we it doesn't need to be the ritz like we can but it was gross like the showers like you could see the, it was just it was not cleaned in between like i was like this is so creepy like i don't know who was here before it was like it was just not nice yeah. So and and when you've got a week there, yeah. like no. Also, right? yeah, when you're paying like a grand a night as well, I'm like, I don't understand you. Like these people act like money was water or something. Like I I tried to arrange an early check in, um, and they were like, oh no no, I'm sorry, a later check out, and they're like, um. Well, we could do that, but then they they were like, "Yeah, we could arrange that," and then tried to charge me for a full extra night, as if we're just like ballers that just like thousand dollar bills are just like you know falling from the sky for us. Um, and I was like, "No, I meant like, can we check it out a couple of hours late? So because we don't have to be at the airport till later." And it was very, uh, it was an interesting experience, and it you know, 
But Paul was like, this is this is New Zealand. This is New Zealand. And I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean like in New Zealand, this can be possible. Like in America, people, I feel like, I don't know, who knows? Fuck, you get sued or fucking, I don't know. <laughs> you get it's shot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like something intense, you know. I was just like, look, this yeah. can happen. Like, But um, anyway, I feel like thanks, Nick, for being our like therapist and just like listening to that. I think we just had no, to get that okay. off, our, off our chest, I think. Group therapy. My uh, Airbnb story isn't from an Airbnb experience, but I was at a wedding uh, earlier in the year and the father of the bride got up and he was like, oh, I just want to, you know, thank everyone for being here. And um, just reminds me of an Airbnb story. And he went on this random yarn for like 15 minutes about his daughter, whose wedding it was, about some Airbnb experience they'd had as a family. And you could just see the whole family just being like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then he just, like, finished it and was like, so congratulations. Aww. And have a great – he just got on a young – so um, my buddy who's getting married soon, he's like, I want everyone who's doing a speech to, like, get up and we'll all be in on it, but no one can laugh. And just Aww. to make it really good for people outside of the circle, so to speak. That is amazing. That's amazing. And everybody can just, like, give some random story. I'll like, give a random story about you guys telling me a story yeah. about your ear. You should be like, you could be like, yeah, you know, I was on a po- this podcast and um, yeah, the, God, you should have seen this place. They told me, you know, the, the, oh yeah, we didn't even tell you. And you could tell them this, say the what the so-called, you know, in inverted commas, pool. It was like a Swat. water. It was like a water feature. Like you couldn't get in that. I. It was like a rectangle, and it had leaves. I was and thinking the pool might have been a shared pool with the house next door. Because yeah. oh that's like it's got a pool, and like it's not even your oh own my pool. Oh no. Yeah, imagine that. They'd be like, no, it was just like, but it wasn't usable. It was like disgusting. It was yeah. like I guess because of the um, <laughs> but cyclone. I don't even think it was. It didn't look like it was even a real pool. Like I mean, it was a. There was it was a pool of water, but I was like, I didn't see. I didn't see the creepy crawly cleaning the, the pool or whatever. You know those things that go in and like. Get oh, the, the ones out. in America. Yeah, everyone <laughs> used to have them. I, I felt like this thing. There was no chlorine. I was a chlorine in it. Who like, Rosie? <laughs> Rosie, I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it was so. But but yeah, you could. Nick, it was you like thre- there you was bacteria too. You, you can thread all this into your. I mean, you don't have to, but if you you don't have to mention <laughs> the bacteria you, you at the a, wedding. If, if you run out of material, you could definitely yeah. borrow some of this and just. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be brilliant. Gosh, no, well, sweet Nick. Well, I, what, what do you think? I think. Uh, gosh, I think I mean, that was. I, a, I yeah. feel like we had a, a, a good casual conversation that about was, music and. And everything. It was great. I and love live. that. Yeah. We did a minute. Yeah. I mean, an hour, 45, 40 seconds. Amazing. Um, but Nick, yeah, thank and you so you much, man. <laughs> yeah, of course. I know. We'll send it through the, I was going to say through the phone lines, through the uh, internet lines. Um, and, and um, but just quickly, uh, the one thing we do at the end is just, d- I'm not sure if you want to plug anything or. Anything coming out. Let, let, you know, let. Uh, Upcoming let our, shows. Let our viewers, you know, listeners know. Um, yeah. I don't know, just anything you've got in the pipeline? Sweet. Um, well, we just released, uh, Echo Park released a new single called Today's My Day, um, which is getting some spins on the radio here and is on the Spotify nice. and the Apple Music. Um, our band name's EKKO Park for anyone automatically searching. Yep. EKKO yeah. Space Park. 
Yeah. And um, I always like to spell that one out to be safe. That's a good, yeah, um, good call. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we've got a few songs in the can and some videos like all done and ready to go. So we're going to start um, pushing some, some new music out again soon. And then we're going to get back in and write some more stuff. So really it's just releasing more music. Um, got some shows happening in the new year. And um, yeah, for now it's just uh, gearing up for the next phase. So getting back into the writing room, but Dude. check us out on the socials and the, uh, and the Spotify. Yeah. Easy. Dude, that's so exciting. I feel like we're living vicariously through you guys, so keep us up to <laughs> hey, if date. I, if, I can, uh, if I can make you feel like you're at home here, it's all good. Yeah, man. Happy with that. No, yeah. de- 100%. Mm. Thank you so much, Nick. Thank you was- so no, much. Thank you. So Thanks cool. for talking, and um, hopefully to see you guys down here at some point. Exactly. Definitely. Or we'll see you guys or if when you guys Joe's are here. hanging out with his mates here. Exactly. And if you guys ever yeah. need help, um, if you guys do make it here and you need help, you know, booking some shows or whatever, um, you know, feel free to reach out. We're happy to connect you with, uh, you know, Amazing. some venues. Here. Abby knows. Yeah. Venue, like venues. Okay. Like- new. I don't know who's still working in that world now. I mean, well, you know, some, I know some, but you know, it's like, I feel like that's such a like constantly moving world. Like people who are like bookers, all of that. I feel like since COVID it's like, no, no one's the same, but, um, I do have some people I know who are definitely still there. So that is, that is more people than I know. So I appreciate <laughs> right. it. We can, uh, very much. Abby, Abby can unlock the social pipeline. So yes, we'll keep, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep our ears to the grindstone. Th- thank you, yeah. Nick. Thank you so much thank for you. your time. Nice talking to you guys. Yeah. Well, we'll, hopefully we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Cheers, Abe. I'll talk to you in a bit. Thanks, man. Take care. Bye. Thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm waving off camera. See you. <laughs> Likewise. We are too. Bye. 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 See you guys.